Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Ahsoka. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek-Centric. And today, it's all Star Wars-centric as we get into our spoiler-free thoughts for Ahsoka. Joining me today, uh, well, they're usually the bad batches of the Geek-Centric. Today, they're my rebel squad, the Phoenix Squadron, I will say. Uh, we are joined by Meg, Darcy, and Nate. How are we feeling, my rebel <gasps> friends? I am oh. no Jedi, Justin. <sighs> he didn't say okay. you were a Jedi. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess Who not. said, yeah, who said yeah, you were a Jedi? I didn't say, I said you were a rebel. Like, no, I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm setting your expectations for our rebellion team. I'm no Jedi, like I'm not going to do hops or nothing, sure. but I'll be in the back. I can help somehow. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You can help out Chopper. Yes. There you go. I, I, can I be the guy? I'll be the Ned. I want to be well, the guy actually, on the computer. Actually, let's 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 just have fun here for a second. Who would we cast as each other as part of Phoenix Squadron? I totally am with Meg. Whoa. I would say Nate is Chopper. Is uh, Chopper. You know, he's got, like, he's got like that thing where it's kind of like he's nice, but you don't know if you can trust him because he he's might make so a dramatic. bad decision. He's, so he's a dramatic. bit dramatic. Yes, I might so push dramatic. you off a cliff and you fall to your doom But then he'll explode. be there to save you at the same time. Exactly. Like, I, I totally agree. <laughs> Um, but how about for Darcy? Who do we think? I would think Zeb. I don't know about you guys. I'll take it. I'll take I like it. Yeah. Zeb. I think Zeb is, I think Zeb's a pretty, pretty accurate, accurate character. I think to so too. Yeah. 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 You smoke yeah. a lot more weed than he does. Well, you don't know that. Yeah. He's pretty chill <laughs> for 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 someone who can be sometimes aggressive. Uh, you know. Yeah. He's I guess got that, that does kind of fit. I, I when I snap, I snap hard usually. I was just at a metal concert <laughs> last night, and I was. In the pit and just all over the place. So yeah, wow. no, there there is a question in me. What's what's Darcy, what's Darcy, What are your thoughts on Melu run fruit? Is that what it's called? Melu run fruit. <laughs> I can't. I like him. I can't remember what he. Does, I don't. Does he hate them? It's been so long since he, I watched Rebels, man. Oh well, we will we will be talking about that <laughs> I, as we continue here. Though I I would have to say, Meg, you know we're we're surrounded by in Rebels. We're surrounded by so many fantastic strong. Uh, female characters. I I'll I leave it up to you to, to decide who you feel like you embody or in spirit is 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 from from the Phoenix Squadron. I mean, I I want to say that I relate to. S it's hard to say. I want to be Hera. I want to. When I grow up, I want to be Hera. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're Sabine. I think I'm Sabine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was. Guessing. I think the yeah. attitude comes out when it needs to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the artistry. Yes. you've got the artist side. Thank artist's you. Eye. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't even. Well, I think that I think part. you actually have the best of both. I think yes, the artistry, the attitude, but I also think you know when you can when you need to be a leader and probably rein some people in. When, when I got to rein in these geeks. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can be the head pilot. 
There you go. Uh, I don't know who I would be. I'm. Uh, I I would like to think that I could probably be uh, someone as wise as as Kanan, but probably no. not. You're an Ezra. <laughs> I, I'm probably yeah, an yeah, Ezra. You're more at Ezra's level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. might. You might Season be one a Jason. Or two Ezra too. Like, you might even be like a, a Jason. Jason Sindula. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Dye your hair green. I think you'd fit the bill, dude. I. Well, you, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do an AI thing, and I'm sure someone will. Oh God. Make me look. Or like let me do it. Let me do it. There you go. I would. I would generally appreciate that. Wait, um, no, no, hold on. I got it. You'd be Hu Yang, man. Oh. You're a, Yang. a robot? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. He's incredible. He's so wise. He, he so guides wise. the stuff. Oh, he's yes. great. Well, he's so. origins in Doctor Who relations, so great. Oh, for sure. There you go. There you, you go. Maybe that. you'd be a better Hu Yang. Yeah, on all I, mean, I wouldn't say no to that either. <laughs> I know how to build lightsabers. I'll take that too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we get to the synopsis and the cast, uh, I want to pause and remind you listening that we here at Geek Centric support the WGA and the SAG AFTRA as they strike to get the contract that they deserve. Without incredible writers and actors, we wouldn't get all the wonderful stories like the ones from a galaxy far, far away that we love so much. So if you also want to support the actors and writers of the things, we love you can do so by checking out the links in the show notes below now let's get to the synopsis star wars ahsoka set after the fall of the empire follows the former jedi knight ahsoka tano as she investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy this stars of course rosario dawson natasha liu bordizo mary elizabeth winstead ray stevenson ivana sakno diana lee inosanto david tenen lars mickelson and Iman Esvandi. This is uh, led by showrunner Dave Filoni, who is also directing the first episode, but like so many of the other great Star Wars series that we love, we are getting a great list of directors, including Steph Green, Peter Ramsey, Jennifer Getzinger, Gita Vasant Patel, and Rick Famuyiwa. The first two episodes were scheduled to drop August 23rd, so tomorrow, but Disney likes to surprise and delight, and we will be getting the first two episodes later tonight, August 22nd, 6 p.m. Pacific time and 9 p.m. Eastern time, which is going to be the set time for this show moving forward. But fingers crossed that this becomes the new norm for all new shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, as always, a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for giving us uh, these first two episodes early for review. We are so excited to be talking about this show uh, and the first two episodes. And like most of the spoiler-free reviews that I, I host, I like to kind of set us up with some pillars. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the look and feel. We're going to be talking about performances. We're going to be talking about the music and of course the story. And as we go through that, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So let's kick it off with look and feel. And obviously we're talking about Ahsoka, we know that this is heavily inspired by the show of Rebels. So to see these characters, this this world come to life in live action, it is perfect. It is mm -hmm. given the mm -hmm. high level Star Wars treatment that gives mm -hmm. it a sense of validation and justification in the Star Wars universe. We know the stories matter. We've, we've always known that. But, you know, in our mind, we've always said that's animated and this is live action. Uh, and now this is where the lines are completely gone. And I got to say, this this is one of the strengths. that this The first episode especially felt like a Star Wars film. It was just mm -hmm. pure magic with this ballet of, of dark and light and just everything that you get in the cinematography that you know speaks to that it, it was so well done so look and feel is is off to a great start in these first two episodes 
yeah, it, it really does feel like Filoni, you know, they're just like, don't worry about budget. We're just going to make it happen. Uh, and there's so many smart choices visually for to sort of give fans what they want. We talk often on this uh, podcast about, you know, playing to to the fans and and sort of you know uh sort of giving fans you know sometimes like easter eggs and things like that but but really everything about the look and feel of this show feels so special to fans of Filoni's animated work and I think it's incredible to see like you were saying Justin you know not only these characters but these these ships these these locations realized in live action Mm -hmm. and I love I love the look of the show because it, it is following a bit more of what we've seen, especially of the New Republic from Andor uh, and the Mandalorian. But this is the most that I've really felt, especially in like literally the first few minutes uh, of this these these two episodes, <laughs> that it's an it's such a blend of original trilogy tech, but with prequel trilogy shine, and it's just it's so delightful. Yeah, and you know, it's funny you mentioned original trilogy and prequel trilogy because I feel like there are multiple moments throughout these first two episodes that are calling back to the original and the prequel trilogy just through the way that they're shooting or approaching a scene or a character's entrance in, into a certain area and stuff like that. There oh, are, are yeah. so many moments where it's like, oh my God, the feels are happening from when I was watching the prequels as a young kid or original trilogy with my brother in the basement and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, that classic Star Wars feel is all over it while just... Dave Filoni shining through every other part and it's so such a great marriage and with like the tech and budget of today's mm-hmm. movie and tv making right I would also even say a callback to a lot of the old school Star Wars is the editing like mm-hmm. the look of going the from wipes too. the one the shot to the next yeah, the shot wipes, wipes yeah. the yeah. like the, the, the side, the circle, sort of thing. Yeah, it's the crazy yeah. to see those sort of cuts between scenes mm-hmm. because that doesn't happen anymore, sure. and it's very, very evident that it's to reminisce and to play to those old movies. I think to the point of what Darcy was saying, and I think Nate as well. Like Filoni is a fan of both the the mm-hmm. original yeah. and mm-hmm. prequels, and oh, I think yeah, of course. that so magically comes to life in this live action form you know in a way that feels like it respects the that you know that aesthetic those those mm-hmm. decisions that were made so long ago um yeah you know i think that that's that very much helps make this feel inherently star wars yeah and i think there's you know i, I i'm sure there are moments in this that are filmed on the volume i'm sure there are moments that are filled with cg oh, but yeah. You know, at no point in time did I ever feel like it took me out. And again, I think that's that's one of the differences. I think we've we've seen in certain parts of the Mandalorian, where especially early days, where you know they were still getting used to it, they were still working through the 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 tech. But here, it's just it's so perfected. And I think and and this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But we get to spend a little bit more time with a loth cat uh, in the first <laughs> episode. And I will just say. Looking at that Lothcat, I I rewound the scenes a few times because at times I was like, that's a puppet. And then at other times I was like, no, 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 it has to be CG. And I think, again, it's such a wonderful blend of both. And it just feels so Star Wars. It feels Filoni gets it. And his the set decorators of the show get it. And the, the visual team working on the on the, the the you know the the graphics and the CG, they get it to the point where they know, hey, we don't we we can we can get the best of both worlds uh, with the look and feel of this show. And I just, I absolutely adore it and I love it. And I think it's, it's perfect. I think it's, this is, this is what I expect now going forward with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. 
And this is what I think Star Wars specifically has really perfected is the balance between CG and practical effects. They've always been good at this, no matter the generation. I will say I had a couple problems with some prosthetics and practical makeup on some characters. I can give a little lenience because it is bringing animated characters into live action. They're never going to look the same. Mm -hmm. There was just a little something to be desired for me as a big animation fan, but I can also understand if that's not even noticeable for the average Star Wars fan or the live action only Star Wars fan, you know? Mm -hmm. I think, I think, and this is such a, I'm not saying what you're saying is a nitpick. I'm not going to speak for you on it that. It is but a I, little for, nitpicky. <laughs> for, for me, I definitely feel it is a nitpick because as as I was, we're all just sort of uh, saying, the, I think these are some of the best visuals we've seen in it, especially on Disney Plus uh, Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. But but when I think the only thing for me is like when Ahsoka or Hera uh, move too quickly or turn their, their head too quickly, their head tails kind of bounce a little bit, uh, which is <laughs> something that they never had to worry about in animation, obviously. Um, and I, I think it's funny because if they had gone like, oh, if that part of them is fully CG, I'm sure I would have been upset about that too. And I'm sure fans would have been upset about that too. So if if it's a matter of like, well, that's the best we can do right now to still give you that 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 blend of both, I, I'll take it. Um, it. It did take me out of moments just a, just a little bit. Uh, it took a little bit away from some performance moments. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm still so enamored with how good everything else looks on the show that it I, I'm not going to harp on it too sure. much for that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've already seen Ahsoka's uh, Togruta headtails change mm-hmm. in live action, and that mm-hmm. they've they've gone on record saying it's because of the materials used to make them. So clearly, mm-hmm. in yeah. order to get them to the length that we that looks more familiar and uh, closer to the the cartoons that we've seen so far. It's almost like they've gotten lighter and now gravity isn't affecting them the same way they should. So, I mean, these things are all are bound oh, to happen. They're kind of right in the book and out. all these special effects <laughs> and practical He's effects. He's got an in-canon like answer for everything, Justin, That's and true. I love it. That's why Darth is on the show. talked about it Celebration. It's one of the coolest things, how they address right. the fact that they wanted to make fans happy. But, again, because materials, the way they are, these long shoots, it's you got to be practical for the actor yeah, as well. Of course. So yeah, of It's, it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I would just defend my point in saying uh, – my problems aren't with Ahsoka at all. It's Hera that I have my issues with. Um, we've seen Twi'leks in live action before. Oh, yeah. So for her headpiece to be so altered and feel really huge on her head compared to other Twi'leks we've seen where it looks way more natural and it doesn't take me out at all. I think just with such an iconic character like this, for me personally, again, it's not a widespread opinion, but uh, I just think that maybe with a character like this, Dave Filoni or the makeup people could have spent a little bit more time perfecting her headpiece to be a little more natural. That's all. Well, you know what? You don't have to worry about judgment because it doesn't matter. <laughs> Your opinion is your opinion, but I personally think you're both crazy. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> and Twi'leks aren't real, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I can get I, I think that it's a really great call out just to acknowledge that it's going to take some getting used to, to this idea yeah. of seeing these characters in live action. Uh, things aren't going to necessarily uh, look or function the same. And I think that, we, we, you know, like with Thrawn on the horizon, right? Uh, you know, I think that that's something to take into consideration, even when his image 
showed at at uh, um, celebration, and then you know people actually got to see it. Is that the right blue? It, his eyes, and you know people just nitpicking. And then it's Cad Bane all they, over again. Exactly right. And <laughs> exactly, and even with Cad yeah. Bane, so it's gonna happen. I think that as long as the team behind it is really focusing on the essence of the characters and the essence of the yeah. performances. That's what really matters. So mm -hmm. let's start talking about the fantastic performances because for myself, you know, like you said, we've gotten Rosario, we've seen her Ahsoka and I'm, I'm very excited to see an Ahsoka centric story for the series, but I am, I am absolutely adoring Natasha Leo Bordizo's uh, portrayal of S Sabine and I really do love Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera. I think like they have captured the right balance of essence from the animated and have adapted them so well. It, just in these two episodes, again, we don't know their journey. We don't know anything else. But again, as 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 a fan, like I think Rebels is my my favorite animated Star Wars series by far. And those characters were always my favorite. So to see them come to uh, live action, it's it's such a huge win. And I think they're doing a great job in these first two episodes, really just establishing who they are and where they are at this point in, in the story. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, we've talked <laughs> about Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka so much before <laughs> because of her appearances in Mandalorian and I think what was Mandalorian? No, Book of Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> but but she's she's killing it. She's yeah. been killing it. And and ever since yeah. we saw her back in 2020 uh, in an episode of The Mandalorian, also directed by Dave Filoni, like we just knew. And and her her movement, the way she speaks in this series, the subtle ways that Rosario emotes or at times holds back yes. uh, her emotion, um, I think just shows how much she's studied and cares about this character and this fandom and, and, and living up to, uh, you know, what, what Filoni and, and, and Ashley Eckstein and George Lucas, uh, created. Um, I do also want to just jump on to the Sabine hype train. She's, there is a shot of Sabine in this show in these first two episodes that I just thought I was watching rebels. Like it literally, it's from, it's like a far away shot and it just, it's like shooting it. She's just walking towards the camera. And I just was like, this might as well just be the animation because it looks spot on. Um, I think it's it is tough though. I think it is a bit hard uh, during these early episodes. Um, she, I, I think, her, not necessarily her performance, but just the way that she's being written and some of her dialogue. I do think might be a little tough to connect with, and I, I know that that's that is purposeful. Um, I won't spoil why that's purposeful. Um, but I will say that's not the easiest thing to portray. And so I think she's doing a good job at it. I'm excited to see how her relationship uh, with Ahsoka grows. Uh, and I think that's really going to be the secret sauce of this entire series. I think really will be seeing, you know, where they start and where they end up. And, and both from a, a narrative perspective, but also a performance perspective as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, while you're talking about those two, I could also keep praise on them as well. I mean, I'm sure we will in the future watch clubs and everything going forward. But just I want to shout out Ray Stevenson. And I feel like yes. the oh, fact yeah. that the most familiar like I was, I'm most familiar with him as Volsteg, which is a very small role and it's more his voice acting in the Star Wars universe. So getting him to see uh, see him portray this, you know, dark Jedi in Balin's skull is just incredible. And I can't wait to see mm -hmm. how his like he brings so much to the character in the few scenes that we get with him so far in these two episodes. And I just, I'm so interested in both his story and then uh, Ivana Sokno's character as well, because they're just so 
there, there, this master and apprentice story that we get in every Star Wars is just there's another beautiful potential for a dark side or, or not so you know by the books relationship, and I can't wait to see how that unfolds. Well, and I, just really quickly, because I know I've been talking a lot, but I just wanted to jump <laughs> on there because, Darcy, you mentioned, you said uh, two words that are perfect, which is dark Jedi. Yeah. And I think that's really important when you're coming into this series and you're coming in with these characters. Ray Stevenson, I, like, it's it's incredibly sad that we're not going to get to mm-hmm. see him on screen again uh, in this role. He was He was taken away from the world too soon. But I really do think... Even just in these first two episodes, there is a moment with this character that I think will be remembered as one of the all-time greatest, like Star Wars mm-hmm. villain moments. And it's not, it's not huge, but it is just the way that he's he's so big without being uh, brutish and dumb. You know what I mean? A lot of characters with that stature tend to not be as smart, but you can tell this this man is calculated and mm-hmm. he, he knows what he's doing it reminded me a lot of of Qui-Gon Jinn That's, I got that same thing right? man and as so, soon as we saw him it's like oh my god evil Qui-Gon I love it like it's yeah. just the chills <laughs> that I was getting and I yeah. think I think Ivana um, I'm so excited to see so again in the same way that I'm excited to see Sabine uh, grow throughout the series I'm also really stoked because I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. she's got uh, she's got some fire in her and I'm, I'm really digging that yeah I mean I'll totally agree with Almost everything you're saying. Um, again, I'm gonna be the negative Nelly on here. I don't know why. I don't how know dare how you? Megan's happened. kicked off the Star Wars fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's these like, and Justin, you're probably the biggest Rebels fan out of all of us. So I don't know what it is about the Rebels character performances that are lacking for me. I think it's dialogue between characters. It's written really beautifully, but there's a lot of like pausing between lines and like no my line's gonna be the quote well but my line's a quote too and then also (laughs) this one so it feels Mm. very like a uh, some of the exchanges just feel like who's more epic for sure but they don't all need to be this same stoic brave studied whatever female characters they can all have different vibes and they do all have different vibes so i think just in the first couple episodes it's not turned me off of the show at all i'm very very excited to see where this goes but yeah just in those first couple i i lacked a little bit of of history behind them well that's that's going to be a topic that i want to talk about when we get to story but we'll we'll we'll, we'll okay. pause on on history but i will say <laughs> it also has to do with re- being reintroduced to these characters and new versions For of sure. these characters again going back to what we were talking about with the aesthetic i think it's just going to take some time to get used to it but i also think you know we're leaning on the history of rebels right so there's yeah. there's stuff there and there's like you said there's stuff that we don't know but you know we will we will learn more, I think, as as it as it evolves. But I'm I, I guess like it's that's not a fault. Uh, I think I think that's just I think it's part of the idea of getting into it, right? Um, yeah. And if it continues yeah. to feel that way, then then it is a fault. But maybe at this point, it's probably just more or less the idea of maybe how we feel with seeing some of these characters come to live action. Yeah, and them being characters that we've all seen before. But there are Star Wars fans out there that. Exactly. I've only no watched idea. live action, yeah. right? So this will be new for them. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And I think that the other aspect to consider is that, you know, there's new characters that we haven't been introduced to that really do pop in relation to these live action characters. 
We can't leave out our droid boys, though. Yes. We got to talk about the droid boys really quickly before yes. we move on. Darcy, Chopper. <laughs> Dust, well, I mean, okay, I'll just quickly mention Chopper because he's amazing and I am I him. feel like I've never um, understood Chopper more than I have in this live action series yes, and I'm loving right. it. When he was, no, when he was saying stuff, it. I was like, I was like, I think I'm I actually, understood that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I don't know if it's just like because they, they're changing his voice a little bit or what, but uh, maybe it's one of those things where we're just, we've watched enough of this Star Wars stuff that we're now cluing in to the fact that they are talking. I'm <laughs> grinning. I'm grinning ear to ear. I want to throw it over to Darcy though to talk about uh, Hu Yang, like, oh, yeah. like it's just a, a British comic relief droid, obviously, but at the same time, and he does have, I think, some of the funniest lines on in, in these first oh, two episodes. Oh, he has great lines. Yeah, but yeah. I think from a standpoint of we were talking about how wise he can be as well. I love that sort mm -hmm. of juxtaposition. It, it feels very three PO. Mm -hmm, uh, and mm -hmm. again, when we're talking about this blend of what's come before and 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 you know what we've loved with this sort of new world that Filoni is is carving through through you know Clone Wars and and Rebels. Uh, Darcy, I Just, mean David Tennant. Come on, I'm a, yeah, the massive Hoovian that I am. I I love Hu Yang from the fact that even in it's been confirmed canon that his origins where he arrived in a big blue box at the Jedi Temple thousands of years ago, and then that that is canon. He is. Just Doctor Who Yang to me, and That's his incredible. performance in the show. I didn't even put that together, Darcy. The, yeah. Wow. The fact that he he's only you only get his voice, and it's a puppet droid for most of it. The performance that he gives is like you you can feel the wisdom in his words, and then those jokes hit so much harder because he's just so dry in his delivery. I love it. David Tennant can do no wrong. British right. comics are should, should be the only voices for droids going forward. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, just circling back to Ray Stevenson, um, yeah, I'm I am very intrigued with his character. Uh, the performance that Ray Stevenson gives in this role is uh, is outstanding, uh, and like I think he potentially, like at least in these first two episodes, he might go down as as one of the more iconic villains. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Star Wars villains, especially those who wield sabers, can seem iconic, but I don't know, like. Like you know, I, you I was don't also need a mask to be iconic. Sure, he does not absolutely. need a mask to be iconic. Exactly, <laughs> and I, well, so like you guys said, Qui Gon. I was also thinking like uh, Dooku, uh, in a lot of ways, and maybe some sort of connection. Maybe like to a him. like a bit of young Dooku for, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they are yeah. so Padawan yeah. yeah. all right there. Yeah, so. but like you, know. you, you, you know, calling out Qui Gon wasn't wasn't Dooku. Qui-Gon's exactly master. yeah so exactly so like I think that there's yep. a lot it's of connected there's a there's a lot of connectivity there so yeah I'm excited to see where his character goes and obviously the character of his Padawan uh you know it's always interesting to see what happens with the students so a uh, great introduction to all of these characters but Meg you know you were talking about you know there, there's a sense of wanting to lean on the Rebels series and understanding that past and I, I think the music in a lot of ways takes from that series in a loving way that so so beautifully like Kevin Kiner's work is outstanding and the way he they bring it in uh with some of the new stuff as well uh yeah. some, some of the stuff that feels more mature um but you hear the outro slaps theme. man oh man but you oh, but oh. you hear that you hear that uh, you know Ahsoka theme but then you hear like the flutes and, and a lot of other elements that come into play. And then, you know, you get into like the Phoenix Squadrons theme and at some point, like you just hear it sprinkled and sparkled throughout mm -hmm. the, each episode. It's really, really nice. And it reminds me of the first season of Rebels where it leaned really heavily on John Williams music to help 
unify how Rebels fits into Star Wars canon. So I think that this is doing the same thing from the music standpoint, but it's it's I think it's a little less obvious because again, the score might not all not might be known by everyone, but you know when you hear, you know, the Jedi mm-hmm. song or this you know, a New Hope song if you will or Princess Leia's theme. Like you know when you hear those. So here it's handled in a really sort of delicate way, which I like. He's in his bag, Justin. He's in his bag with this show. Kevin yeah. Kevin, I love I love a good Kevin. Uh, Kevin is he's like I I continue to be stunned by Kevin Kiner's work, and we talked about this with Bad Batch. And I think there's there are I think the stories that Filoni personally holds dearest are usually scored by Kevin. Uh, and I think the music has notes of we get a bit of that lone samurai, which is perfect, especially for Ahsoka, especially for the Jedi. We get the soft drums. But then at times it goes Norse, like mm-hmm. Norse sounding music with strings. And and, and it, it reminded me a bit, Justin, of the work of Raman Jawadi, mm. uh, Game of Thrones yeah, and, I, and, uh, and yes. Westworld. Yeah. And, yes. and, and, and not in a way that it feels like he's copying him, but just in oh. a way that it's. It's it, like you were saying, it's mature, but it's also engrossing. It's dynamic. It's uh, capturing I'm the just... scale of the story. Sure. Like, yes. like it's Absolutely. capturing what is at stake so beautifully. I love it. Yeah. 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 And, and then I just want to shout out, and I, 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 like Kevin taking the, the, the risks with Star Wars music, I, I will just say there is a rock song uh, that we get within these first two episodes that has sort of a J-pop kind of sound with it and I'm in love with it and the moment that that song in particular helps to create is probably my favorite moment from these first two episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm someone who's not as into the soundtrack and the score side of things when it comes to Star Wars. Obviously, I recognize those big songs, Mm -hmm. but uh, it was all so beautifully sewn together Mm -hmm that I was feeling all the feels that needed to be felt throughout the episode that I think that means the score is doing its job because I didn't, the music didn't like take me out or I didn't go, this is weird or that transitioned strange and now I hear the music. It just was like part of the atmosphere that I was in, which I think is my biggest compliment I can give that it was just so in, it enveloped me so much into the show. It was Really cool. Yeah, I think the way you described it, sewn. That's that's a really great way to describe it. The music is definitely sewn into the scenes. It's almost written too, right? Like the way it yeah. writes its way through uh, moments, uh, like the one you were you were speaking about, Nate. That's definitely a a fist pump and banger moment. Um, <laughs> but you know, with all of that, you know, we do talk about story, and we talk about what you know these first two episodes have kind of introduced and. You know, for me, there's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of mystery. Uh, you know, and, and we were talking about history before, Meg. And and I think that what helps this show and really makes it that much more interesting is the time that's passed that we haven't seen, and where we're finding these characters. Uh, you know, we're not picking up with them right after Rebels. We are seeing a lapse of time, and then we are now they are now uh, finding each other again. And I think that 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 allows for things like maybe, as you said, like 
performances to feel a little more like everyone's on edge. Like maybe they ha they haven't seen each other in years, so they don't really know how to interact with one another. Um, and maybe that kind of has this sort of check, this chess battle of of dialogue. But you know, again, we're these are the only the first two episodes that we were we were given. So in terms of what it establishes overall, I'm very intrigued. I don't know about you guys. A hundred percent. This is this is what I've been looking forward to in, in Star Wars is a story that that takes us further than we've ever been before. And with this this hunt for Thrawn and and what's out there with the Imperial remnants and stuff like that, it's taking us to places we haven't seen. And that that's what I think Star Wars has needed for a while is going somewhere new. And I, I can't wait for that aspect of this yeah, series and, is, is where it's gonna go. Yeah, and I think Mando like has definitely tried to push that. But mm -hmm. then in, in a lot of ways, it takes it away, which is why it's like, again, I preface two episodes in, right? I'm not trying to like <laughs> hype this thing up beyond anything, but you can be let down as we know, but this oh, is a real invasion. Yes. We're off the heels secret of secret invasion. We've been burned already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was the and same. Then Mando, yeah, I, but Mando yeah. season three, like honestly, like if I'm going to connect yeah. compare it to Star Wars to Star Wars, mm -hmm. I'll say Mando season three. That was, that was a solid season, right? For, for the first five episodes and then it lost its way. Right. And I feel like here, um, there's such a great opportunity for it to stay consistent with what it's already established in these first two, because they're big things that can stretch, you know, a, you know, another six episodes and beyond if you don't try to like cram it all in, right? So hopefully yeah. there's that that sense of balance, but it's just, it, it, it has me hooked. Mm -hmm. I think there's, um, there's a few elements in this so far in these first two episodes that are uh, Mephistoing for me, um, that oh, I, I am like, as, a, as an animated fan of animated Star Wars, and I know animated, you know, Star Wars fans are going to chew on a lot of little details uh, that were that were shown in these first two episodes. There's a lot of setup. Um, I can't wait to get into the weekly watch clubs and just talk about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the search for Thrawn is something that was set up uh, again back in 2020. It's 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 so fantastic that we're finally getting to this payoff. And I mean, for Rebels fans, it's an even you know bigger deal. Um, and I think it. I think the show. From what I I can uh, imagine and what I what I kind of um, I, I kind of see within these first two episodes is yes it's going to celebrate these incredible characters of Ahsoka Sabine and Hera and their 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 sort of relationship but I do think at its core it is very much the master and the the apprentice in more ways yes. uh, than one and I love mm -hmm. that aspect to it because even though it's been so many years for Ahsoka. Uh, as you were saying, Darcy, she's now at the furthest point that we've ever seen her in her life. Mm -hmm. What she experienced in Clone Wars and Rebels doesn't just go away. It follows her forever, and we get to see how that's affecting her. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that is what I'm most excited for yeah. um, with, with this show. Yeah, it, the, the, the name, the title, Ahsoka, you know, her, her grief, her regrets, her decisions that she's made, which we've seen a lot of in obviously the animated form, there is a lapse, as I said here, between between Rebels and now that we haven't seen, but I think we're gonna see how things have, have unfolded. Maybe there's repetition, you know, there's a lot of repetition in, in some of uh, some of our, uh, you know, iconic characters' life where they continue to do these things. Um, and I think that that's, that's, an, that's another, again, really great like sort of linchpin that keeps this all connected is her character story and how she deals with it throughout. But of course, as as many of the trailers have established, Thrawn is on the horizon. It is a matter of time before 
we see him. I guess us saying that it does mean that we didn't get him in the first two episodes. I don't know if that's like super spoilery, but it's at the at the end of the day, I feel like that should be. I a think given. it'd be silly if they brought him in that. Yeah, early. I think yeah. it should be a given, Stay and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that it's something we're working towards. Yeah, I think that this these first two episodes started off super strong, really mysterious, super intriguing, and I'm really excited to see how they progress. And I think that this show at least in its first season, is going to tell us exactly the story that fans of Ahsoka and the Rebel series want, and also a story that Star Wars fans who don't watch animation need to see mm -hmm. and need to understand, mm -hmm. which I think is super cool. And Nate, you and I were talking about this a little bit. One of the things I think that keeps me and a lot of us knowing that this isn't going to fall flat is because... Nate, you said it. Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's baby. Literally baby like. Ahsoka. Like, he made baby Ahsoka. He can't make that any more clear. The by <laughs> he, he literally made a show with baby Ahsoka. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, I can't see that this is going to fall flat. I I definitely don't want to get my hopes up just to have them torn down. But I, I don't no, think I, yeah. that that would happen. Yeah. I, I think agree. the only thing I, I, I hope uh, as far as what I, I think has been lacking for me with these first two episodes, I do really hope, and I really think we will get a better understanding of it. I, I think that's what they're setting up for. Um, <laughs> but I hope we get more context as to why the characters are the way they are when we yes. meet back up with them. Because I think this show, it definitely has missing pieces. And like you're saying, Justin, it's two episodes, like relax. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it, it's, it, it shouldn't be understated how much you really feel that within these first two episodes. And I, I don't, I can't fully say that that feeling is good the entire time. So I'm hoping that by the, by the end of the series, we, we, we get a little more justification for, for why it's the way it is right now between these characters yeah. and their chemistry. Um, but I, I, again, I think, I think we're two episodes in calm down. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that we have Hayden Christensen's yeah. appearance as Anakin Skywalker is all but confirmed for this series. I think it's safe to say that we will be getting flashbacks at some point. So uh, they will flesh out the story because, again, you wouldn't have Anakin if it wasn't going to be a flashback for these training moments that you parallel with maybe training moments that happen in Sabine's life and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think, again, going back to what Nate said, and I think it's very clear given the marketing and how everyone that's like Filoni and, and everyone that's worked on it has talked about, I think there's a featurette called Master and Apprentice. I think that that is the overarching theme for this season, uh, sort of like the the sort of high level. I think, And I think we're going to see that, as Nate said, manifest itself in a lot of different ways. And I think these first two episodes really do indicate, uh, you know, that is is the focus. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see, but like you guys are saying, we're only two episodes in, so let's not get our hopes up here, I guess. But now, get out of here. We're no, Star Justin, Wars junkies, hold, man. Let's go. Hold, Let's go. <laughs> I'm Princess Leia with a CG face, and I'm telling you, hope. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of Princess Leia and Nate's face, um, I'm, I, you know, I, I know we can't, we're not going to give a, a final score. Like we've been saying, we only got the first two episodes. You can clearly hear that we're, we're excited. I would say enamored. I would say enamored. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Intrigued. All the buzzwords that can describe someone that's happy. <laughs> it's a but, spectacle. Yes. It's not well, dad, maybe it be a spectacle. There you go. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that 
you know, while we won't be giving a a uh, a review or you know the traditional final thoughts, I wanted to ask you guys, and, and not to get necessarily too spoilery with it, um, what is there anything you want to see in this in this season, or is there anyone you'd like to see? Uh, and that might be a little bit more spoilery for those who might not have watched animated uh, content uh, from Star Wars, but I, I feel like m a lot of Star Wars fans have. I, I don't know about, about it, but maybe I'm just a huge Rebels fan that I, I think everyone has. But uh, yeah, likelihood is that you haven't, so there might be some spoilers here. But uh, Meg, why don't you kick things off for us? Um, I would say, honestly, the main story plot point is something that we've all been waiting to see for so long, so mm -hmm. I can't wait to finally get that in live action. And after a quick Google search, and Darcy already mentioned it, the cast list for this show, the very first name that's highlighted is yeah. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. So <laughs> very excited to see however he shows up. And then just like any references to Rebels will be gratifying if they all, pop all up, of the ones no that matter are, where they pop up. Yeah, and all of the ones that are already, already in are there. just like, there are shots, and most of it's you've seen in trailers. Like, I think that's the, another thing. Most of what yeah. we saw was, it, it, like, in what most of what was in the trailers that we saw kind of in these first two episodes. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's kind of exciting, too, because there's little bits that we haven't seen yet, but a good chunk of what we've seen in the marketing has already been shown in these in these episodes. But like you said, there's going to be so much more of that sort of, like, Easter egg-y, you know, cinematic shots and things. Things like that that just call back to that series in 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 so many loving ways. I, I look forward to it. Nate, how well, about I think I think honestly, uh, you know, for Megan on future episodes of Watch Club, uh, she'll be giving five out of fives to any episode that features a character from Clone Wars. So look forward to that. <laughs> um, but I, I think in terms of my 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 hopes for this show, you know, you you had already mentioned earlier, Megan, what we were talking about. This is Dave Filoni's literal baby. At the very least. This show will, I can't imagine an entire galaxy in which this show doesn't do justice to the character of Ahsoka. It absolutely has to. Um, there is one other thing, though, for anyone who isn't as hyped on this show or enamored with it as we seem to be, I will just remind everyone that there was a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of discussion online about how Dave Filoni got the green light to make his own Star Wars movie. Um, and this show is why. Uh, apparently, the executives at Lucasfilm saw this show and basically just said, what do you want? And, 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 <laughs> and that's, that's how he ended up with a movie. And, and this, this very much, like we were saying, feels like a movie. I think that's a tall order to keep pace with. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. But... I mean, as far as who I'm looking forward to, Thrawn. Like, I, I just, Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn is just, I think, going to be absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that Balin is such a huge force, and he's not even the main baddie of the series, I just, I can't wait to see how they approach this Thanos-level threat, you know, in a galaxy <laughs> sure. far, far away. It, it really it, does it feel is, like that, and yeah. it's really exciting. I, I totally agree. I think the with Thrawn on the horizon, it, it definitely has that Thanos vibe to it, where it's, you know, when is he gonna when is he gonna make the appearance? And that will be, I think, the hook for a lot of people uh, week to week. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm excited for Thrawn too. But moving on, you mentioned Clone Wars, Nate. Ahsoka, Clone Wars. You gotta have Captain Rex. I hope Ooh. he appears oh, at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah. Give me. Mora Morrison on screen as Captain Rex, and I will be happy. I don't yeah. care what happens, unless you kill him, 
because Captain Rex never dies. Oh, God. No, never yeah. dies. He is. <laughs> Meg, the fear of he will God just forever. went into Meg's eyes. <laughs> yeah, zero out of yeah. five for that episode. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. no. No, zero out of five. Yeah, exactly. I will boycott Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, again, the, the story is intriguing enough, like the whole grand scale of it, Thrawn on the horizon, wherever he may be, and then how Balin and, and all his side are going to fight Ahsoka on this journey there. I, I, I'm intrigued on so many different levels, and I, I hope that it follows through. Yeah, I, I'm, I, you know what, I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping we see flashbacks, uh, like, like you guys were saying, whether it's with Anakin, whether it's with Ezra to a certain degree, or just anything in, in that sense, uh, that can give us that, that moment it would be great if we saw Freddie Prince show up as, as Kanan, you know, uh, you know, just anything would really sick. would, would be, would be really, really great. Um, there's, there's so many great characters from the, the Rebels series and from Clone Wars that, you know, that cross over and we, we see them, that would be fantastic. But I, I guess my most, the most anticipated has to be Thrawn. Like Nate said, this is a Thanos level character. Uh, this is a character that, that, you know, Star Wars fans before animation would want Thrawn in live action. You mm -hmm. know I mean? Before Star Wars animation was anything, you know, they wanted Thrawn somehow in a live action form. So years and years of that, uh, finally coming to this. And yeah, like I have to say, like it's all it's all up in the air. Any of it's possible because Filoni is is definitely steering this ship from a writing standpoint. And like we pointed out, like he's he's he loves these characters. He's he's created this pocket of time within Star Wars that has so is is as meaningful as the original trilogy was to the generation of then. You know, Rebels is is meaningful to so many people, and I think that it's it's definitely all possible and i love that he's getting his own movie he's gonna get his own movie down the road and you know i'm i bet you a lot of it again has to do with the fact that when they when the producer saw this or when when lucasfilm saw this this series in its realization they were like okay it's time for you to do a movie because they made it quite clear that they were always hopeful that dave filoni would someday direct a movie because he's so passionate about star wars so yeah i think that you know if if those rumors are true that executives saw this and they said you know it's time for you to do a movie then it's it's clear why i mean but, what if you know what if sorry what if just really quickly what if thrawn is literally thanos and that movie literally is endgame and it's it's all the characters coming hey, together. I don't I don't yeah, well there's not gonna be portals, but I, I don't know. Um who knows, <laughs> well, I mean though? there have been portals in Star Wars. There yeah, have been. No, I, I don't disagree. Mando just says Mando just or Grogu says assemble in his little Grogu. Oh voice. my god. And then yeah. heroes from across time come up from the portals. Oh my uh, god, okay. look at that. The scale you're well, painting we're, there. We're, Justin's like that's we're an crossing, Sorry, We're Justin. crossing, we're streaming, you know, universes. That's really a multiversal <laughs> quality. But you know, Darcy, you said like take it anywhere. Go go where you want to be. Don't go to like the MCU like you guys are talking about, but you know, do something, <laughs> but introduce something new and something different that can kind of maybe open the minds of Star Wars fans and, and their uh, perception of this galaxy and what this galaxy looks like. Um, but yeah, I think that's it, guys. This is that's it for our spoiler free review uh, for Ahsoka. How you guys feeling? Feel like you got a got a lot out there? Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. I'm, even I'm just looking forward to thing. watch clubs. I'm yes, to watch clubs to actually well, break down some of this stuff. Perfect, perfect clubs. that you mentioned that because let me tell you, like Darcy just said, we are not done talking about this show we will be starting our watch club for the series as of tomorrow um and we're going to get into all of it all the stuff that we we try to avoid to talk to maybe not effectively hopefully uh but you know <laughs> uh, we will we will get into details about for episode one and episode two just uh a little 
footnote about that. We are going to do two episodes, uh, one for episode one and one for episode two. We were thinking of doing one big massive episode because they are being released at the same time on Disney Plus, but because they're so meaty, there's just so much to chew on and we know we're about to really get into it. Um, we've broken it up into two episodes, so you'll want to make sure you watch both episodes and then look at your podcast feeds to see. Um, but that's it for our spoiler-free review for Ahsoka. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show and let us know your thoughts once you've seen the first two episodes, uh, or if you want to let us know what you're excited for or who you're excited to see, feel free to email us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram or threads at... Keep in mind, we have a ton of other content from the Geekiverse like our spoiler-free reviews for Only Murders in the Building Season 3, Episodes 1 to 8, our spoiler-free review for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, killing it in the box office. Definitely go check that out. Uh, we got most spoiler-free reviews for a lot of the summer blockbuster. It's been a hot geek summer. And you know what? We've actually, it's been a little quiet because it's been a while since we posted an episode. Um, but that's because, you know, we're enjoying the last few days of summer before things get busy and meg is going to be getting married uh in less than a month so it's been so it's, see you guys in a while <laughs> yeah yeah so this will this will be a little while uh maybe a watch club yeah. if if possible but we we will we will we'll try to make it work but uh other than that it is about to get busy as i mentioned uh, watch club is going to be starting but i'm happy to share that later this week Geekcentric will be at Fan Expo uh, covering the event as press. Uh, we are going to be there not all weekend, but we're going to be there uh, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Um, and we're going to be we're going to be checking out panels. We're going to be recording stuff. Uh, if you're going, if anyone who's listening is going to Toronto Fan Expo, uh, be sure to look out for us. Uh, we'll be wearing our Geekcentric sweater. So come say hi. Come say hi and say say what's up. Um, and you can expect episodes on our coverage for that. Uh, we'll also probably post some stuff on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash geekcentric. We've got a bunch of interviews there that we've done over the summer. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Nate, you got some news share with the crew. I do also want to just mention I, I am back to streaming on Twitch. Uh, I don't know. I don't have like a concrete like it'll be this day, this day and this day. But twitch.tv slash Nate plays games. You can check that out in the link. Uh, follow. Uh, leave us, you know, give a sub if you if you can. It really helps. But um, ultimately, I just want to keep chatting, you know, geeky conversations over on Twitch. If you just want to hang out with me, if you're like, I really can't get enough of that guy's voice in my ears then that's what you're going to want to do. So definitely uh, come join me over on Twitch. We'll play some games. For sure. His voice is lovely in your ears, but when he burps in your ears, it is the grossest <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, that is it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, guys, as we say. May the force be with you. Love ya. Laters. Bye. Peace.